Hey, am I on? I'm on right now? You sure? I'm on? It's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. You better watch your mouth. Today's episode is called, Are You Cheating on God? Wow, baby. I think we all need to check ourselves. Are we cheating on God? Stay tuned. And you know what? Big Al is going to be right back. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. (laughs) Remember, always remember, it's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. (laughs) You better watch your mouth. Today's episode is called, Are You Cheating on God? Some of us know how it is when someone is unfaithful to us and, you know, that person that doesn't belong to them and they go and they sneak around and they're they're cheating. and, And it's really, really a big thing in this world, you know. I know what causes those things is temptation. It's the sin nature that lives in a man. And, and I'm telling you the truth, women are very beautiful. But we are to look and not lust. But that lust is a part of our sin nature. And you keep looking long enough and you keep desiring long enough. Just like Eve desired that fruit when the, when the devil told her the fruit, she, she said, and the day you touch it. God never said that. You couldn't touch it. You know, she was already deceived just by her own way, just touching it. God never said you couldn't touch it. He says in the day you eat of. See, temptation is always before our eyes. And lust and unfaithfulness is always before our eyes. Because we live in a world where we're human. We live in a world if you let your God down. We live in a world if you befriend people too much. You know, that you shouldn't be friend, and things could happen. You could become unfaithful. You can find yourself in a twist and turn. You can find your your marriage. You can find your relationship broken, you know. And we always look at our lives, and we say, wow, you know, they were unfaithful to me, and I don't love them anymore. But are we cheating on God? How does God feel when we don't give God our time? I undivided the kitchen. When God telling us to pray, when God says go to church, when God says uh, lend that person money, or when God says feed that homeless person, you know, when God tells you to do those things, are we cheating on God? Are we unfaithful to God? Are we putting things before God? We have to ask ourselves that. Have I ever done that? Absolutely. I have been unfaithful to God. You know, but we think God doesn't have feelings. We think God is in a church building. We think God, he's just sitting in heaven, you know, with his hands folded. No, God is a real person and he has feelings. And we're going to be talking a little bit about spiritual adultery which people really don't cover that much because people are always concerned about their self. And I'm not saying not to be concerned about your needs as a person, your feelings, you know, because we all have been hurt in some form or another with someone cheating or uh, 
being unfaithful, you know. But there's all different types of of cheating, you know. When we when we think of when oh they're cheating, he's cheating on you, we think of that. What about the times when you go to the doctor, and you know your health is not that good, right? And the doctor goes, hey. Hey, Big Al, I want you to change your diet. I want you not to eat such and such. I want you to, and then you put in your heart and mind, yeah, I'm going to do that. But then you start looking around, right? Now you're being unfaithful because you made a commitment to the doctor to change your diet, right? So now you're being unfaithful because when you go to the grocery store or when you're watching the TV, and what happens is you see those commercials and you go, hmm, temptation setting in now. You're, it's wetting your appetite. You're licking your tongue. Now you're like, oh, no. You know, you know, it, it won't hurt a little bit. The doctor won't have to know. I'll just take a little piece of crumb cake and I'll put it in my mouth. And if my family's not around, I'll stop at 7-Eleven and pick up myself a couple of donuts. Or they won't know. I'll go to Carvel and get a couple of scoops of ice cream. They won't know. See, now I'm being unfaithful, right? Because I made a commitment to the doctor to change my diet, not to cheat. But now I find myself in a different atmosphere. How many times in our lives have that happened to us, right? Trying to be good and we can't right you know and then you know what about our taxes right what about that money you know those taxes you know you're like oh if i move this over here i can get more money if i move this over here i can get more money i i brought this this year i brought this we start itemizing i brought this i brought that and i brought this how much does that add up to you know you start naming things are you cheating you know see there's all forms of cheating but we only see the cheating that someone has cheated on us being unfaithful, an unfaithful husband, an unfaithful wife, you know. We, we concentrate on these things, but we have been unfaithful to God most of our lives. Spiritual adultery is unfaithful to God. It is having an undue fondness for things of the world. You know, when we talk about things of the world, we're talking about the world system, the way the world system is set up. You know, we're, we're trying to desire God at the same time, but then we're, we're, we're letting the world creep in our life, the world system. You know, most people who choose to befriend the world are unadulterated people having an enmity against God. James chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. The world here is the system of evil under Satan's control. The world system with its control and deceit, schemes of phony values, worthless pursuits, and unnatural affection is designed to lure us away from a pure relationship with God. Spiritual adultery then is the forsaking of God's love and the embracing of the world's values and desires. I like that. Spiritual adultery then is the forsaking of God's love and the embracing of the world's values and desires. In Revelation chapter 2, 
Jesus talks to this uh, emphasis church, and he says, there's one thing I have against you. You left your first love. God is supposed to be our truly and 100% first love. But what what have we done with the love of God? What have we done with God in our lives? Has we really put God first? Are we embracing other idols, you know, other things in our life? Are we embracing money? Jesus said you can you can't serve two masters. Either you love one or you hate the other. You can't love money or another God and and claim to love God himself. The Bible calls that spiritual adultery. And are we cheating on God? And I know we all have cheated on God, but we really don't pay attention to that. When God is telling us to pray, we go, oh, okay, I'm watching my favorite program when it's over. Is that really being obedient to God? Is that really following the pursuit of God? Is that really loving God? Remember, he said, this thing I have against you, you left your first love. I remember there was a time in my life I was working so much. Man, I mean... I was like, I mean, I was anchoring down. I mean, I was doing 16 straight hours. I was doing my thing, you know, trying to support my family, doing the best I can. And when it came time to praying and reading my Bible and spending that quality time with God, that relationship time. And you know how it is when you're in a relationship, when you're in love with somebody, man, you are, listen. You are flat out in love with them. You want to spend every moment with them. You want to spend your every dying time with them. You're doing, you're going out, you're having a good time, you're, you're up all night on the phone, you're just spending that quality time together. And God wanted me to spend that quality time with Him. But what would I do? As soon as I went to spend that quality time with God, I fell asleep, man. I mean, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Big Al was <laughs> out for the count. But see, that's not spending good quality time with God. You know, because are we cheating on God? Are we allowing our obligations, our kids? Because we can make a God out of a kid. We can make a God out of a husband. People make gods out of money. People, oh man, people make gods out of that lottery. Oh my goodness, people buying all those lottery tickets, trying to hit the big one, you know. You know, are we cheating on God? You have to ask yourself that. You have to examine your heart. You have to say, what is before God in my life? He said, this thing I have against you. You left your first love. Have you left your first love God for other idols, you know, some sports stars are people's idols, some movie stars, some uh, recording artists are people's uh, idols. You know, you got to ask yourself that. Did I leave my first love? The person who commits spiritual adultery is one who professes to be a Christian, yet finds his real love and pleasure in the things that Satan offers. That's powerful. Whew. For believers, the love of the world and the love of God are direct opposite. Wow, that's powerful. It says, for a believers, the love of the world and the love of God are totally opposite. When you love God, you're obeying God. You know, that don't mean we're always going to obey God. But you know what? 
for the most part, you're, you're obeying God. You're, you're always on the right track. You you have that love affair with God. You have that love of relationship with God. You know, you're not being tempted, you know, to and fro with things that's going to lure you away. You're not caught up in the world system. You know, it says, if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. You know, and some people don't understand that. So, oh, but I have friends in the world. Oh, I have this in the world. Oh, I have that in the world. It says, if you're a friend of the world, if you're following the world system, you're an enemy of God. That's what God says, because the devil is God's enemy. You know, he's been for a very long time. And we have to examine our hearts, and we have to see, are we committing that spiritual adultery? You know, we already know about natural adultery when someone is unfaithful to us, you know. And, you know, and things happen. But uh, did we let temptation seep in our life? Did we let the world come into our hearts and, and pull us away from God, being unfaithful, looking at the wrong things in the world, desiring the wrong things? You know, because when we desire the wrong things, it pulls us away from God. Our, our vision gets clouded, and we don't want to have our vision clouded. You know, like I said before, Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. You cannot say I'm a I'm a part of God and be a part of the world. You cannot do it. Jesus said something very interesting because I remember, you know, I, I did a lot of construction. I talked to a lot of guys over the years, and we would always have these, you know, these biblical talks and things, and we would be talking about women, and they would say, oh, look at them. You can, you can look, you can look, but don't touch. But that's not true. There's a way to look, and there's a way not to look. Because when you look, you're looking to admire a woman's beauty. But then you can look to lust. And that gets men in trouble. Because you're looking not in the eyes of, of God's creation beauty. You're looking in the eyes of lust. And Jesus said something very, very, that's that's powerful, that... When I used to share this with the men, they used to get a little frustrated with me. They said, come on, big Al, man, now you're pushing it. You know, I used to tell them that when you look after a woman to lust after her, you committed adultery already. Jesus said that. That's powerful. So it says, if I look at a woman and I lust after her in my heart, you know, desiring that woman, I committed adultery. That's powerful. And that's what Jesus said. So Jesus flipped the script on the religious leaders when he told them that. Because so many of us, you can't get away from things in front of your life now. Because things are on social media, they're on TV. Every time you turn around, you know, things are flashing in your face. So we need to ask God to guard our eyes, to guard our ears, that those things and those appetites don't come into our lives to what? Lure us away from God. You know, that worldly system that the devil controls, pull us away from God. We have to be very careful. So are you cheating on God? There's a lot of different ways to cheat. There's a lot of different ways to have that appetite, desires, and sometimes we don't pay attention to that. You know, have we gone too far? I don't think you ever go too far as long as you can turn around and repent and ask God for forgiveness. We should live in a life of total, total repentance, total forgiveness, asking God to forgive us. You sin, you fall down, just like when you were on that, that bike when you were a kid. 
They take those training wheels off. You're riding down the road. You know, you're feeling good. You're a little wobbly. It's okay to be a little wobbly. You're a little wobbly, a little wobbly. Boom, you hit that. What did you do? You might cry for a minute or two, but what, what, did, what did you do? You get up, you dust yourself off, and you get up. It's the same thing in God. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil tell you you went too far. You know, there's so many different temptations and things out there that we have to guard ourselves from. You know, so ask God to give you grace to deal with these situations. Plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your eyes, your heart, and ask the Holy Spirit to keep your life. Say, God, keep me. I don't want to commit spiritual adultery. I don't want to be lured away into the world system. I want to be ever so present before you, God. I want to have that loving relationship. Don't be like me when you get so caught up in work and when you go to read and you go to pray, you fall asleep. God doesn't want us sleeping. God wants us awake. God wants us praying. God wants us loving Him. You don't want God to say to you, this thing I have against you, you left your first love. You don't want God to say that. You want God to embrace you. You want when you go to him, you want to feel his peace. You want to feel his love. You want to feel God's forgiveness. You want to know you're forgiven. You know, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, you know, that God will forgive us and he will. And we have to live in the attitude of forgiveness. We have to ask God these things to forgive us. Say, God, help me. Lord, help me. I'm weak. And God understands that. You know, but we cannot... Put God on the back shelf. Are you cheating on God? That's something you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, are you cheating on him? You know, when was the last time in your life, in your walk, in God's presence you were, with no distraction, no cell phone, no tablet, it's just you and God. You're telling God. You're pouring your heart out before God. You're telling Him you love Him. You're telling Him you honor Him. You're telling Him, you say, hey, God, you know what? You're the best thing that ever happened to me. You're bragging on God. You're telling people, you know what? I just spend time with the love of my life, Jesus Christ. I spend the love time with the love of my life. You know, don't be ashamed of God. Don't be ashamed that you're in love with him because he first loved us. The Bible says that God first loved us, you know, and doing so, we are his first love. So don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything pull you away from him. Knowing that he loves you, you are his first love and he He's looking and desiring to have fellowship with you even right now. Listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Big Big Al's Life Journey. Always remember, it's Big Al, baby. <laughs> and I'm in the house. You better watch him.